to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Rachel Painter joins us now from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Did you bring the rain with you today? <laughs> I did. As I was driving this way, it started raining, so I must have. <laughs> and I guess we needed it or we wouldn't have it. Yes, exactly. It was time for some rain. Yeah. Uh, has this been, it seems like it's been a relatively wet year yes but have we had uh, you know problems with with not having enough rain at different times not necessarily um and it's it's been a very wet year like you said um but not necessarily made maybe more rain it's just more frequent rains so you can uh, look that up online and see our average rainfalls and things like that and just be aware of your rainfall and you can also get a rain gauge that you can sit outside and track your rainfall at your property because just because it's raining you know somewhere across town does not necessarily mean it's raining at your yard or in your garden so you can get a rain gauge and track that yourself now is there any way to know how much rain we need if you're growing a certain crop or something or if you're wanting just grass to grow how much rain you need for it to be the ultimate yeah there's some information online in our extension publication so you can always search you know if you have questions about anything whether it's the rain or anything like that you can always search online for our extension publication so you can just go to ut extension and search in their publication so there's a publication tab and you can type whatever your heart desires into that search bar and if we have something on it, it'll come up and more than likely i would say we probably do have something on whatever you're searching for we have thousands of publications and so i would encourage anyone to go and search those uh, but generally for your you know garden like a vegetable garden, uh, you would want to make sure that um, you're allowing the soil to dry out between waterings a little bit. Um, so if it's you know wet one inch down, then you don't necessarily need to water that day. Um, but in the summers, we would probably need to be watering our vegetable garden about every day or every other day. And so that's, you know, it gets really hot here. So of course, whenever it gets very hot, uh, more water evaporates. So just make sure you are, you know, watching those things in the summer, but in the wintertime, just because it's not as hot does not mean that we don't need to water. So if you plant a tree or a shrub, um, you still need to water those sometimes. So if we go, um, you know, four or five days without any rainfall and you just planted a tree or shrub, make sure you go and water that. I and mean, when we do have the correct amounts to water and how often to water online in our publications. Very good. So uh, that's a good bit of information for you to learn, too. I would imagine if you went to the master gardener class mm-hmm. that you would probably get enough knowledge that you would have that. You just 
pull it out of your <laughs> out of your hat. Yeah, <laughs> and yes. you can share that with friends. Uh, speaking of uh, the the master gardeners, isn't this a, the time of the year that you sign up for that? It is. So our applications have been open for about a month now, um, or over a month now, and those are due by December first. But those are first come first serve. So um, if you are interested in the master gardener program, please go ahead and get your application in. The deadline again is December first, but we only have four spots left. So please, please uh, go online and find that Master Gardener application soon if you are interested so that you can get in. Um, and the Master Gardener program, if you're not aware, is a volunteer program. So you go through a training course, which is uh, 15 weeks long. It's 40 hours of training. So we have classes once a week. And in 2022, those classes will be on Tuesday mornings. And they'll start the last week of January, so January 25th. And again, those are on Tuesday mornings from 9 to noon. And so they'll go through the end of April. So those are your training courses so that you can become trained and knowledgeable and learn a lot so that you can go and share that knowledge with our community. So, you know, maybe you're not a, a public speaker or maybe you love public speaking, but uh, sharing that knowledge does not have to be in the form of speaking in front of a crowd. You can work on the demonstration gardens at our office, which show people what they can grow here in our area. And um, you can help with other classes. You can set up at the farmer's market and share that information and hand out publications as people come and have questions. So the Master Gardeners are all over our community doing great things. They have great projects, uh, like I mentioned. Um, they're at the St. Clair Senior Center, the Limeball Library, at the downtown uh, Saturday Farmer's Market, at the Rutherford County Farmer's Market, at the Extension Office, Lane Park. Um, and all over just uh, other places in our community. So again, the purpose is to become a volunteer and share that knowledge. So I know everyone might ask, do I have to already know something about gardening to get into this? Do I have to be an expert? And the answer is no, that's what those training classes are for. So whether you're a beginner or you know, you're just now interested in gardening or whether you've been gardening for 40 or more years, uh, the Master Gardener program is for you. So again, please look up that program. You can find the application on our website at rutherford.tennessee.edu under the agriculture tab. So there's a, at the top, there's a bar with different uh, tabs and you can click agriculture and click Master Gardener and the application will be right there. And you say the deadline is December the 1st, December 1st, but a word to the wise, there are only four openings left. Yes. So if those are taken today, you missed Too it. Too late. You'll have to wait till the next year. So please do go and find that application. Again, it's on our website. Or if you're near the Extension Office, just stop by and we'll print one out for you. You can fill it out right then. And again, the Extension Office is at 315 John R. Rice Boulevard, um, which is right there, you know, parallel to 24. You can see it from the interstate uh, next to Sam's and Paul's. So in reality, if you missed it last year and you said, I really want to be in it this year, mm -hmm. the, the safest thing, the smartest thing is to get in your car and head over <laughs> to <Yes>. the Ag Center. <laughs> yes, the application is online, so you can completely fill it out online. It's a fillable PDF, um, and you can email it straight to me. So that's one option. Or, again, just get in your car and go to the Extension Office and fill it out right now. Okay. that's. Uh, are they open right now? Yes, uh, the Extension Office is open every weekday, so Monday through Friday, from 8 a.m. until 4.30. Okay, deadline is December 1st, 
but with only four openings left. Mm -hmm. Only four. Once those are gone, they're gone. Go do it today. Yeah, don't wait around (laughs) on that one. Uh, Now, what about the garden basics? A lot of times we promote that as saying, Mm -hmm. sign up for Master Gardeners. But if you don't think you're ready yet, uh, try the garden basics. Can you sign up for that while you're at it? Not right now. So we have, it was confusing, we learned. People were confused about which one to sign up for. So the Garden Basics applications will be opening in January. And that is just a five-week course for those that just want to learn the basics of gardening. So if you are new to this area and you have been gardening somewhere else or you've never gardened before, um, it's especially good for those individuals because they're new to our growing conditions. And so they're learning about what grows well here. Um, so Garden Basics, again, is not a volunteer program. It is just a five-week course, and those happen on Thursday evenings. So, again, Garden Basics applications will open up in January, and that is not a volunteer program. So if you are tight on time um, and you you know have no interest in becoming a volunteer in our community, then Garden Basics is for you. If you are interested in really diving deep and learning a lot a lot a lot we have a a four inch binder that the master gardener program um you read that entire book throughout that course so this is a you know intensive course that you're learning a lot so if you are really interested and you have the time to commit to that then the master gardener program is for you if you uh, do not have as much time to commit and you just want to learn the basics so that you can grow something at home, then Garden Basics is for you. And again, those applications for Garden Basics will open up in January, and the Master Gardener applications are open now. Now, if you become a Master Gardener by taking, it's a how long is the course again? It's 15 weeks, and that's just the training course. So we have Master Gardeners that have been certified Master Gardeners for over 20 years now. So it's an ongoing program. Uh, again, you go through the training course, and it's 40 hours hours of training and then you serve 40 hours of volunteer time on our projects around the community so again it's an ongoing course and it takes more of your time than garden basics of course because you are continually continually learning and you learn from our specialist in Knoxville so people with PhDs much smarter than me and um, you can learn everything from soils environmental science um, entomology and plant pathology, which are fancy words for insects and plant diseases. And um, you'll learn about pollinators and wildlife. You'll learn about vegetable gardening, very in-depth, um, again, from our specialist with PhD in Knoxville um, that study those things. So, again, you're going to be uh, learning you know, very in-depth information. And then with that information that you've gained, you can go and apply that in hands-on activities with other Master Gardeners. And I think that is one of the most important things about this program is gardening and learning alongside people that have been doing this for 50 or more years, you know. So once you learn something from a textbook, from a speaker in a lecture type setting, uh, then you can go and apply that and learn it more hands-on. And once you do that aspect, then I think that you've, you know, captured that that thought or that theory and you're able to apply it in real life and I think that's when you learn more and you're ready to share that information so we have a lot of people that take the master garden program because they're interested in learning and then they stay for the people so this is a huge group of people from all different walks of life that come together for their passion and interest in gardening so again if you are new to this area looking for friends that like gardening uh, this program is for you 
And it sounds like uh, you really are trained in depth. Is there anything other than just helping friends become better gardeners <laughs> that you can do with all of this new knowledge? I mean, sounds like you're really qualified for for a lot of things it sounds like so you can't use that certification uh, to be qualified for any kind of job or you know business kind of deal but um, you can obviously go and teach other people so again our master gardeners teach classes around the community at the lineball library and they also have a podcast so if you're interested in learning more you can go learn from them um, on their podcast. Again, that's on the Lineball Library website. Um, they also teach classes at the Senior Center, at um, various other places around the community. And if you're interested, if you have another group and you think that um, you know you would like a speaker for something, then we have the Master Gardeners have a Speakers Bureau, so they would send someone to speak to your group if you're interested in that. And then again, at the farmer's markets, they set up tables and just answer people's questions and talk to them about their gardens. Um, and then they also manage our demonstration gardens at our office. So there's a lot to do in the Master Gardener program, um, plenty of ways to get involved. But again, you do have to be a trained Master Gardener to be able to do those things because we want to make sure that the information that Master Gardeners are sharing reflects uh, the research-based information that the University of Tennessee is sharing. And you have to sign up and take the class now, to do that. yes. And uh, four slots left, only four the deadline to sign up is December the 1st, has to be signed up before then, mm -hmm. but once the four slots are filled, even if that's that in the next it. hour, yes, you, you messed up. So. <laughs> Get over <laughs> there soon. Don't do that. Yes. <laughs> Head over to the Lane Agri-Park or go online mm -hmm. and uh, complete your application. That, that brings around a, a thought of what can you be doing right now? Is it too, are, are we at the end of the season moving out of the season and we're in never land <laughs> what, what what can we do with our lawns and gardens now yes yeah, so it is a little bit too late um for anything with your lawn this time of the year um that would have been you know better in september or wait till next year but um for your yard you can be planting trees and shrubs now so as long as um the ground is not frozen which we you know don't really have that happen here in middle tennessee um so you can be planting trees or shrubs and now is a great time be sure you water those in and plant those with proper practices and again we have um publications that talk about how to properly plant a tree or shrub. We also have recommendations for trees and shrubs uh, for your yard based on what you are looking for. So I can't name those off the top of my head because it is a seven page document um, that you can look through and find what you like that fits your uh, situation or your characteristics of your planting area. So again, um, look that up or contact the Extension Office. You can always call us at 615-898-7710 or you can just stop by and speak to an agent. So again, um, speak to an ag agent about proper planting practices for trees and shrubs and recommendations for trees and shrubs if that's what you're looking for to add some color or height or a screen to your property. So uh, those are good options right now in your yard. You can be planting trees and shrubs. 
Um, you can also, it is a little bit late uh, for most of our cool season crops because you do want them to have a little bit of warmer weather to uh, grow a little bit before they start having colder snaps. Um, but some of them that you could still be planting would include our leafy greens. So, um, you know, collards and things like that. Again, the best time is kind of mid-September, but you could still uh, continually plant those throughout the winter because it does stay warm enough here that you can do that. And sometimes they taste better with a little bit of frost. So, really? Um, the yes. frost makes it, what does that do? It changes uh, some of the sugar content in the, in the leaves. So um, just how they represent and how you taste them. So again, they might taste um, not as bitter. So um, definitely look into that if you're interested. And then again, you can go out and see the Master Gardener's Vegetable Garden demonstration right now and their other demonstration gardens right now to see how things look in the winter. So if you're trying to add some plantings to your yard, you can go see what those would look like right now. So I really encourage people to do that because of course it's going to look good you know in the spring and summer when it's full bloom but you want to make sure that throughout the year you have different interest so maybe that's a, a certain type of leaf or colored leaf or you know form so go and look at those things now and go and look at you know botanical gardens and other places to see what do these plants look like in the winter time or you know november december january time frame so go and check those things out again those are at lane agri park um, at the extension office and again the vegetable garden you can see what's currently growing now so all of their plants are labeled you can uh, take a picture and go home and order those or find those plants for yourself and we have a huge demonstration garden there vegetable garden that you can see you know what is currently ready to be picked what can i add to my garden um, to be able to plant year-round now I'll tell you what let's do let's pause and check on traffic and weather when we come back I'll bet you there are some newcomers to town, people mm -hmm. who've moved here from somewhere else. <laughs> really? Got <Yeah>, a surprise. <laughs> and uh, they may be wanting to plant something that wouldn't do well. Mm. And how can they, uh, you know, know that they chose the right trees or shrubs? We'll be back and talk a little about that. And if you have a question, we're entering the segment where we do take calls. You can text or you can call us. 615-893-1450. We'll start taking calls when we get back. Rachel Painter is our guest this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Good Neighbor Talk covers issues you won't hear anywhere else. They're local issues. WTNS AM, AM FM, FM Online. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurant. Demas's restaurants are now hiring. We are looking for grill cooks and other kitchen employees with competitive pay and flexible hours. If you're looking for full-time work or part-time work, then Demas's is the place to be. We've been voted a top workplace for five years in a row by the Tennessean. Apply within or online at demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. In this season of giving, don't forget to give to your pet. Here at Animal City, we would love to help you with your pet needs. Your small animals might prefer a larger living space, your reptiles might like some new decor, and your other pets might like some new toys to keep them entertained. 
list. Right now, all of our Animal City departments are overflowing with new and exciting toys. Dog toys, bird toys, cat toys, we have them all. This is Amanda from Animal City. Come do business with Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Join us November 27th for the Small Business Saturday Holiday Market. We'll have jewelry, clothing, home decor, food trucks, and more. The Small Business Saturday Holiday Market, November 27th at the Lane Agro Park, down from Sam's. A great location for your holiday shopping needs. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. United States Army, 1967, and I got out in 1969. In this salute, we talked to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. My base pay was $81 when I went into the Army, and they said if you go to jump school and jump out of the airplanes, we'll pay you an additional $55. I said, wow, that's what I chose to do. We're talking with Russell Ashton. Of course, it was a lot of good training. I mean, we're talking about getting physically fit. And I'm sure boot camp was a whole lot different back then then compared to today. Oh, it's a different world. It sure is. You're a veteran who served during a wartime. The average citizen, I don't think they understand what that means. I don't think they understand what things you may have seen. And it's hard to even comprehend when you start to think about it. That's right. I just I think about it all the time. No one has ever looked through my eyes and no one has ever worn my boots. I guess that's hard for other people to understand. People here in the great America don't have a clue what's going on in the world. They're just standing around in the dark in broad open daylight. What was life like after you got out of Vietnam and came back home? I immediately went to work due to the fact of how my parents raised me up. I thank God every day for the way that my mother and father raised me up. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. All that's news. Your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Welcome back. Our phone number, if you want to join us, 615-893-1450. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning. And we have a little correction on our birthday winner. The birthday winner is not 32. The birthday winners, too. Okay, a little, little difference there. But, uh, you know, it didn't matter what age. I think either age would have enjoyed the delicious banana pudding over at the Slick Pig. But uh, Kalani Smith, two years old. Happy birthday. The winner today of our Slick Pig Barbecue's uh, delicious banana pudding. And our good neighbor of the day, a group of folks, Whitney, Matt, and Bella Fazig, are today's good neighbors. Uh, let's see, he says uh, they're always helping people doing the extra for their neighbors. And they're gonna receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family and Brian Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Jenny is so full of uh, just, you know, excitement and everything. 
she will make uh, your day just perfect by a visit as she delivers those flowers to you. Let us know about your good neighbor. Send us their name, address, and phone number, and tell us why they should be the good neighbor of the day. Rachel Painter is our guest this morning. We were talking about people moving into the area. Of course, we're one of the, uh, we're probably the tops uh, for growth in Rutherford County, but uh, the number one boom city <laughs> in the United States now. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's just, people are coming here. The secret is, is, you know, it's, it's out. Yes. Uh, so we have a lot of folks who are wanting to plant trees and shrubs, mm-hmm. and they sometimes do what they liked wherever they came from, mm-hmm. and that doesn't usually work. No. So how how do you how can you find out what shrubs should you plant? What trees will grow? So number one, contact your extension office. So we have an extension office in every county in the state, and you chose Rutherford County, so you can contact us. You can contact me, again, Rachel Painter at the extension office, or we have uh, other ag agents there as well, Mitchell Moat and Anthony Tuggle. And you can contact us to ask, you know, hey, I'm interested in planting you know, this plant, is that a good choice? What other plants would you recommend in its place? And we do have publications that we can provide for you. Those are also available again on our website, just rutherford.tennessee.edu, and then click on the publications tab. Um, or you can ask Master Gardeners. So again, they have been trained and they um, Where can help you. Where would you find you. them right now? Would they be at Lion Bar? Right now, I guess uh, they will be starting their Master Gardener classes at the library again next year. Um, so we will be starting those again in person, and they will continue the podcast there. Um, you can also find them at the St. Clair Senior Center the second Monday of each month. Um, the farmer's markets are over for the year, so unfortunately you can't find them there. Um, but again, the best place is just going to be, you know, stop by the Extension Office, call the Extension Office. Our phone number is 615-898-7710. But I will share, um, just, you know, if you're looking for an evergreen, do not plant a Leland Cypress. So that's the most mm. overplanted plant here probably in Rutherford County because everyone wants a screen to screen out their neighbors because we are all packed in here very closely together. So again, um, they're looking for a screen plant. And I would say uh, do not plant a Leland Cypress. Um, another plant to not plant uh, right now would be a rose. So um, our roses are battling rose rosette virus, RRV. Uh, again, rose rosette, and that is vectored by a little mite that spreads around. So if your neighbor has it, you're more than likely going to get it as well. So um, so we're still having a problem with roses. Yes, rose rosette. So I would not suggest planting a rose right now. Um, we are studying that um, in Crossville. They have a thousand or more roses that are planted. So they're trying to study that and, and find some answers for us, find us some um, plants that are resistant to that. So again, hold off on that for a little bit longer and hopefully we'll have more information for you and, and some good names of cultivars that would be a good choice if you wanted a rose. Um, another one, of course, is to stay away from our Bradford pears. Um, we have better options these days, so please do not plant a Bradford pear tree um, in your on your property. Um, there are plenty of options out there if you're looking uh, for a screen. Again, that's typically what people are asking us for um, these days because they want to screen their neighbors. And, um, you know, I would suggest some of our hollies. So um, there's 
some of our foster hollies, the holly, uh, Nellie R. Stevens holly, a luster leaf holly is also a good option. Um, we have dwarf southern magnolias. So uh, those are, you know, gorgeous, but you might not have the space for a, a huge southern magnolia. So you can so look at the... So they pretty tall. Uh, these are dwarf. Dwarf, um, okay. So they will be much smaller than your typical. And little Jim and teddy bear are good uh, cultivar names of those. Again, dwarf southern magnolias. They'll still get pretty tall, but not your 50-foot tall southern magnolia. So, so these would maybe get 20-foot tall. Is it okay? Do they work okay under a power line, or do you want to keep away from that? No, you definitely still want to keep away from that. Um, these would still be too tall for that. For under a power line, I would say you would want to go with more of a shrub-type plant, um, just because even though you know it might not ever reach the power line itself, most power companies don't want anything getting within at least 15 feet of that power line, so they're still going to be coming by and chopping that off just for the safety of the power. Um, so, again... You know, nothing against them. That's their job to make sure that our power is still running. So um, definitely, you know, don't plant anything except for a, a shrub that's not going to get closer than 15 feet to that power line itself. Now, you mentioned earlier about uh, coming out to the Lane Agri-Park mm-hmm. and looking at the gardens and seeing yes. bushes and trees. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see what most of these, obviously, if it's at the Lane Agri-Park, mm-hmm. it's got to be good for this area. <laughs> yes, yeah. And all of ours in our demonstration gardens are labeled, thanks to the Master Gardeners. So you can take a picture with your phone of that label so that you remember it when you get home. Um, and then, again, you can stop by the Extension Office and we'd be happy to print out one of these publications for you. Um, one of them is called Problem Plants and Suggested Substitutes. And that is because we share um, with different sections an, an issue plant, a plant that we don't want you to plant, and then something that you should consider instead. So that's a great place to start if you're from you know, out of town or whether you've lived here your entire life. Uh, definitely stop by before planting anything and make sure you're starting out with a good plant to start with. Very good. So uh, where is the Lane Agri Park? It is at 315 John R. Rice Boulevard, which is here in Murfreesboro, and that is parallel to the uh, 24, I-24, so you can see it from the interstate. We have a huge pond over there and uh, three different buildings there. That's where the farmer's market is typically held from May through October, and it's right next to Paul's or down the street from Sam's. So again, uh, 315 John R. Rice Boulevard, and that's the Rutherford County Extension Office. Okay, so you can, uh, in addition buy some christmas presents uh, and then get a pet (laughs) while you're make all your stops (laughs) so that's uh, all at and what are your hours there it is uh, monday through friday 8 a.m until 4 30. okay while we're talking about this is strange my mind does strange things Mm -hmm. i started thinking about that car Mm -hmm. that ran through i mean all the way from the front door through. through the back wall ran through there uh, and closed you down uh, for for public meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that been repaired yet? It has. Just now, the doors in the front went in last week, um, so it has been repaired. I'm not sure if we have started booking uh, rentals there again or not, but um, we have had to replace pretty much everything in that building um, in that auditorium space. So it didn't affect our side of our building, um, but it did affect the USDA and FSA office on the left wing of that extension office building. But the front auditoriums, again, are um, 
hopefully renovated, good to go. Um, we will see. But uh, yes, they have been renovated now, and it's taken quite some time. Um, but were you having a problem getting? the needed supplies yes. the parts yes just like everyone else supply chain issues and and getting those um things in uh, to replace them has been a problem but um finally we think it's good to go it looks better than ever so are are you having functions yourself in we those are rooms? yes we are we are offering classes to the general public again um in those rooms and before we were still able to offer them uh, because we do have other spaces available in the community center in the barn uh, thank goodness but you know and we were offering some things outside so since it's getting colder it's good that the auditoriums are available again now i guess we're not we're, we're past the time to have a lot of outdoor functions <laughs> yes uh, getting a little a, bit cold <laughs> really a hardy individual uh, speaking of hardy individuals the ladybugs this is the time that they start feeling less hardy mm, and yes. they're wanting to try to get into your house yes uh, have you had any ladybug reports Yes, so typically um, this is happening earlier in the year. Typically the ladybugs are trying to get into your home around Halloween time, um, so the end of October. But um, obviously, you know, the colder weather, you know, held off a little bit longer this year. So um, we've now had some colder weather, some cold snaps come through. And so those ladybugs are trying to get into your home. Um, the best thing you can do is just make sure your home is sealed up properly. Make sure there's no gaps in any windows and things like that. And that's just a good idea in general, of course, to make sure your heat is not escaping your home as well. Um, so make sure your home is sealed up properly. If you do uh, catch them, you know, inside, you know, move them outside, you can vacuum them up. Um, you can sweep them outside, of course, but vacuuming them up is a good option. They will emit um, a yellow substance, um, wet substance but it's not harmful to you you know don't be concerned um it's not harmful to pets either but i mean i wouldn't let them eat a bunch of ladybugs but um they're that that yellow substance is not harmful at all but it does stink so um again vacuum them up get them out of there um and, and seal up your home properly now when you say seal up your home so if you have ladybugs inside you know you have a problem mm -hmm. that it needs sealing yes yes uh, they're getting in somehow so how do you find where around your windows and doors um just make sure you have you know underneath your door one of those little rubber things that goes across um, and just make sure that there's no opening so again if you do see ladybugs inside your home they're getting in somehow so you need to um you know investigate that a little bit and see how they're getting in okay so that's one of those things you want to do it now yes instead of waiting till it really gets cold well and the ladybugs can be telling you that there is a an opening somewhere and that's again not a good thing for your energy bill so make sure you're searching that out very good uh, one thing we have not talked about and that is a soil test and mm -hmm. from that soil test uh, you get a, a variety of information. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it too late for a soil test? And uh, what, what should we do to get a test? So a soil test, uh, you can do those year-round. The best time is fall um, because it's drier. So in general, fall is a good time because you can test and then you have time to amend that soil if needed before planting in the spring. Um, but uh, you know, again, best time to soil test now is a perfectly good time, um, but you want to make sure that it's dry. So today is not your best option, um, but wait a few days after a rainfall and um, you should be good to go. You don't want to send them wet soil. They have to dry that down. It takes longer. 
Um, so definitely wait until a dry day to take a soil test. And you can get the soil test box and information sheet at our office. Again, 315 John R. Rice Boulevard. And you do have to have one of those boxes to do a soil test. Um, so if you're closer to another extension office, you can go there and get one. We have them at every extension office in the state. And again, that soil test is going to tell you what nutrients are in your soil, if you need to amend your soil or change your pH based on what you're trying to plant. So you tell them on the soil test information sheet what you are trying to plant, what you're trying to grow in that area, and they will recommend um, changes for you. Okay, so if you're trying, if, if you do bits and pieces of soil from all over your yard, mm-hmm. and let's say you have a quarter of an acre or a half acre of, of mm-hmm. land and you want it to be grass and you want it to be a garden mm-hmm. do you tell them both of those things yes you do so there's um, spots on there to put up to four different crop codes so you could tell them that you are trying to grow you know a cool season lawn and you're trying to grow a vegetable garden so again like you said if you're trying to do a soil test there's an information sheet that explains exactly how to do a soil test so don't worry if you don't write down everything we're saying but you'll want to get that box and get that information sheet and then you'll go around to you know eight to ten different locations on your property and each box is technically good up uh, for up to 10 acres so uh, no worries there typically unless you're a large farmer but um, go around to eight to ten different locations at least and put uh, soil into a, a rubber bucket or a plastic bucket um, not metal so anything besides metal why is why is that um, just because the metal can influence the, the soil test results. So you would go down six inches in the soil and remove any debris, you know, grass, leaves, rocks, sticks, um, out of that that plug. So technically you're taking six inches down in the soil and putting that into your bucket. And then once you get done at all of those locations of pulling that six inches of soil, you would mix those together so that you have a representative sample of the entire property. Um, And that's what you want to send to the lab. So you'll want to take of that representative sample in your bucket. You take about two cups of that into that box. So you'll fold that box together and it'll be simple once you see it. And you'll fill that box up and and you'll let them know that that's what you're trying to grow. And this time of the year, how quickly do you get your results back? Typically a week or a week and a half. So it doesn't take that long. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it's based on how dry your soil is. So today it would take much longer than a week and a half because they would have to dry it down. So make sure you're getting that on a dry day. So if you have a a garden lover Mm -hmm. on your Christmas list, this would be a good uh, Christmas gift. A soil test is a great option for a a Christmas gift. Um, You can also... um, Come by the extension office and, you know, if they're interested in taking the Master Gardener class or the Garden Basic class or another class that we offer, um, that's a great option to pay for that for them if they've already applied or, you know, let them know, hey, I'm willing to pay for that for you. That'll be a great option. Um, There's other classes for youth, too, that you could pay for. So if they're interested in going to 4-H camp or if they're interested in taking the sewing class or cooking class, um, you know, I personally love giving you know, educational or Mm -hmm. entertainment kind of gifts instead of, you know, something that they have to keep up with. Now, we forgot to mention, what is the fee for the Master Gardener's class? The Master Gardener class is $150, and most of that fee is going to pay for that huge book that you're going to get. Um, And we do have some scholarships available, so if um, you need financial assistance, please let us know. There's information on the application about how to go about that. 
And what is the cost for a soil test? A soil test is $15 if you're getting it to the lab yourself. Um, if you want us to get it to the lab at the Rutherford County office, it is $20 because there's a $5 shipping fee. Okay. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And you can talk or text on that number. 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for a moment. When we come back, we're going to focus on something that's about to come up right around the corner. The Tennessee Farm and Ferment. Stay with us. Rachel Pater is our guest. We'll be right back. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. Folks, I hope you listen in every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your gift needs. We have great car art clothing and our muck boots, and we have any kind of gift you would need for Christmas. Always don't forget our gift department. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Remember, you don't have to be a member to shop here. Come on by and say howdy to Tina Fox at the Co-op Farm and Home Center. It is your Christmas headquarters. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Good morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. 840's got some traffic as well and some radar just past Jefferson Pike. It's going to be one of those days, it feels like, so just give yourself extra time out here. It's already been really busy. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Log on today, GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies will become mostly sunny here for this afternoon with temperatures steady early, then slowly falling. Winds out of the northwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 44. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekdays at 810. Truman Jones is on weekday mornings at 9 on WGNS. Mostly sunny. Jennifer, I hope you are right. <laughs> Boy, I hope it's mostly, because it's certainly not that right now. No. Uh, it's sort of wet outside. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, things to do, this is a good indoor thing to do. <laughs> the Tennessee Farm and Ferment. Uh, and if you're new to town, MTSU, mm-hmm. our university here in town, a while back started a fermentation degree and everybody was saying well why would you get a fermentation degree mm-hmm. there are a lot of jobs out there there uh, are yes yogurt for one that people don't realize it we've got uh, probably 
one of the largest yogurt complexes in the nation mm -hmm. here in Murfreesboro. <laughs> so uh, lots of jobs out. What what is Tennessee Farm and Ferment, uh, and why do why do people need to be a part of that? So Tennessee Farm and Ferment is a a meeting that is happening on January 4th here in Murfreesboro at Lane Agri-Park, the Extension Office. And it is for those that are in the commercial industry um, for craft beverages. So not yogurt this time, but <laughs> um, this one is for those um, that are um, in the Craft Brewers Guild, uh, Tennessee Winemakers Association, and the Tennessee Distillers Guild. Um, and any individual that is interested in those things um, so they are partnering with us, Extension and TDA, the T Tennessee Department of Agriculture, um, to offer this meeting. And again, this is for those that are interested in working in this industry or already work in this industry and um, farmers. So farmers are very influential in uh, this industry, the craft beverage industry in Tennessee, because they can grow crop inputs. So uh, barley, rye, wheat, um, you know, corn, and then also fruits or other other things, honey even. So farmers Honey's that are part of that. Yes. Yep. Sugar. Okay. <laughs> so um, they are interested in the input side, but also the output side, the byproducts. So um, when making these beverages, there's always a, a byproduct or a spent grain or you know something that can go uh, to feed livestock animals. Um, so pork or, you know, cattle. And so um, the Tennessee Beef Association and Tennessee Pork Producers are sponsoring with us the lunch for that day. And Tennessee Corn is sponsoring our, our coffee and networking 30-minute uh, break in the morning. So um, they are all coming together. All of these things are coming together because uh, this can be a, a complete, you know, small supply chain loop. Mm -hmm. So we can grow the inputs they can utilize those to make craft beverages that are made from Tennessee grown inputs. And then again, those byproducts or, you know, things that would be considered maybe waste can be put back to good use again on the farm. So from farm to fermentation, back to the farm. Has this really helped farming a lot? Has it made a new source for their products? Yes, this is a, a way to diversify their farm, add value to their farm or their product. Um, and then, again, making those connections is really important, building those relationships within Tennessee. So, you know, currently a lot of our craft beverage industry is having to source things from outside Tennessee. As we've learned through COVID, that, you know, can can be a problem, <laughs> supply chain issues. Um, but just more than that, it's just about the um, – you know, the influ influence and the importance of utilizing our local farmers and that local economy. So, you know, the craft beverage in industry does support our local economy. They provide a place to go and hang out with your family and friends. They provide, you know, a product to try and taste. Everyone, you know, across the world is familiar with Tennessee whiskey, but maybe not with other craft beverages. So we want to make sure that not only do they recognize Tennessee whiskey as, you know, a great product, but everything else as well. A lot of people, when you say that, they say, well, I didn't know Tennessee was known for that. And <laughs> they forget the name Jack Daniel. Yes, exactly. Probably known over the entire world. The world, yes. Yeah. That's what people know us for across the world. If you speak of Tennessee, you know, country music and Jack Daniels. Yeah. Um, but we want to make sure that they understand it's not just whiskey. Of course, it is whiskey as well. But there are other things out here that we could be known for as well. I mean, we want to make sure that, you know, the 
the way that that's going to be known is because of our farmers that are growing those inputs that make it taste different or have a different uh, flavor profile. So we want to make sure we're connecting those farmers with this industry. And again, um, you know, farmers that are growing the crop inputs, farmers that are utilizing the byproducts to feed um, our animals and, and support that animal agriculture industry as well. Um, so again, this is, you know, not really for the home gardener. This is a different kind of a meeting, mm-hmm. um, but it is open to the general public and you do need to register. January 4th. Yes, it's date. on January 4th and you do need to register and information is on our website at rutherford.tennessee.edu. And where will this be? This will be in the community center building okay, at so Lane it's right Park. here in Murfreesboro. Yes, right here in Murfreesboro, hosting it for the entire state. So this is an important meeting um, for everyone involved. And again, please share about this meeting. It's already on WGNS online on the website. You can find the link to register there as well. Um, so please go and register if you're interested in this. So if you know a, a brewer, a winemaker, um, you know, a distilled spirit maker or owner um, please encourage them to attend please share this with them if you know a farmer that's interested in getting involved in this industry um, please share this with them as well and on that note we want to say thank you to rachel painter at the rutherford county agricultural extension service for joining us this morning rachel thanks for joining us and have a good thanksgiving thank you you too